can Glambia take advantage of its strong balance sheet to grow its market leadership during COVID-19? So this video is going to lean on the 2020 quarter one earnings for Glambia that was put out last week. I will kind of run through that and weave in some numbers uh, when I'm talking also kind of looking a little bit forward towards COVID-19 and how Glambia and the Glambia Performance Nutrition brands are positioned to take advantage of this interrupted, uncertain retail environment. The 2020 quarter one earnings for Glambia revenue was up 17% year over year on a constant currency basis. The little bit different reporting requirements um, for companies that are based outside and traded outside of the United States. They don't have the same financial requirements that companies in the U.S. have with the SEC. So I don't have the number for the revenue and I don't have numbers that kind of back up a lot. So they just give you kind of percentage, year-over-year percentage comparative things to look at for the quarterly reports. The 17% growth on a constant currency basis, what was made up of that from Glambia as a whole, 1.5% of that was from acquisitions, 6.3% of that was volume growth, and 9.2% was price increases. So if you follow some of my other Glambia videos on their financial reports, you know that those numbers are much different than what you've been seeing. A lot of that growth has been skewed from the acquisition side that a lot of that has dropped off. I think there's only about two months of activity from Watson left. All the slim fasts have dropped off. So this is now kind of back to like a baseline comparative constant number that we can kind of look at. Uh, and if they don't make any other acquisition in the next quarter, we're going to have clean financial reports to kind of look at. Glambia is made up of two divisions, one that I follow extremely close, the other one that I followed not at the level that I, I do of Glambia Performance Nutrition. Um, I understand the value of it. It's just a little bit different of a business, more agricultural, more ingredient uh, innovation side. And that division is called Glambia Nutritionals. And it's made up of, of two wholly owned parts, the U.S. Uh, cheese business and then nutritional solutions. This makes up about two thirds of Glambia's earnings at this point. This uh, division was up 24% year over year. That was made up of 2.3% that came from the acquisition of Watson. Like I said, it had about two months left of that activity still on the financial statements. 7.5% from volume increases and then 14.2% in price increases. So overall, very good numbers uh, coming out of that side of Glambia. Now moving over to Glambia Performance Nutrition, this is about a third of their revenue at this point. Glambia breaks down Glambia Performance Nutrition into kind of three sections at this point, I guess technically four. Um, performance Nutrition is currently the biggest portion of Glambia Performance Nutrition. That is made up of consumer brands, Optimum Nutrition, BSN, Isopure, and American Bodybuilding, which I believe um, has been essentially shelved at this point. There's also a lifestyle brand section, which is Amazing Grass, Think Thin, and Slim Fast. And then there is the international section, which is Nutra Amino. And then there's a website and private label, Body and Fit, which Glambia also kind of breaks that down into e-commerce, like the uh, website side of, of Body and Fit. Um, but I just kind of put them together because it's a little bit easier since it does not service uh, the North American market currently. Glambia Performance Nutrition saw revenues grow at 6% year over year. So 
positive number. Like I said, the acquisition part of that is taken out. That has really driven the increases over 2019. So it's nice to see a like-for-like -like volume increase that's come out of the portfolio of Glambia Performance Nutrition. That was up 6.8%. And then they had a decreased price or some pricing pressure of 0.8% in the quarter. Now, I don't normally go into the financial position of Glambia. Um, they're usually in a pretty strong position, but it's just one of these things where COVID-19 has really put in a lot more stress into the financial part of these companies, uh, regardless of how big they are. There's no such thing as too big to fail if we've learned that from the Great Recession. So I just want to kind of peek into Glambia, how they've been managing their cash, their liquidity standpoint to make sure that they do have the strong balance sheet that they claim. They did make a move. Um, they adjusted $351 million owed in a loan and adjusted that payment term from November of 2022, July of 2021. And they said that was just basically as a precaution. It's one of these things where they'd rather not have to pay a chunk of debt when there's just a ton of uncertainty in the market right now. They have about total debt of, of $747 million that's in USD, but they have nothing owed uh, for the next 12 months because they did push that payment term out to 2021. In terms of cash or, or available credit lines that they have, they're saying they have about $1.25 billion. So they have more cash cash and cash equivalents, um, things that they can convert uh, easily and to pay down some of those debt vehicles. So they are at this point in a uh, position of strength. Um, and if you think about this from the competitors, uh, if we're talking just Glambia Performance Nutrition, you know, supplement brands, sports nutrition brands, they have a much stronger balance sheet than their competitors. Now, shifting over to COVID-19, Glambia did give a little bit of a look into the second quarter of 2020, um, just to talk a little bit uh, candidly around COVID-19 and what that's doing to their business, what that could potentially do to their business. Demand became, uh, Glambia mentioned that demand became more volatile at the end of the quarter and into April, particularly with the Glambia Performance Nutrition brands. Glambia is highly focused both on navigating the current challenges and emerging strongly to capture growth opportunities that will become available because of COVID-19. Glambia portfolio is exposed to health and wellness trends and in growing channels, which is positive for long-term growth. So overall, on a net-net perspective, they feel pretty strong during the time of COVID-19, but just from the massive amount of uncertainty, they can't go out and be overly confident because that could bite them in the butt based around a lot of different things that have nothing to do with what Glambia can manage uh, from a company perspective. So let's talk a little bit more around Glambia Performance Nutrition's brands, um, some of those segments that I told you about, how they break things out. I won't go much more into detail on Glambia Nutritionals uh, because I believe that business is going to continue to be strong in this environment or any other environment. Um, I think it's very much set up for success. They've really positioned themselves in high growth areas of that business. So I think that's going to be something that is not necessarily an issue. This is probably going to be something where Glambia Performance Nutrition brands um, individually might have a little bit of struggle um, as they maneuver this COVID-19 period or what I like to call the great lockdown. So the North American performance segment uh, based around 2019 numbers, that was 39% of the overall Glambia Performance Nutrition's uh, revenue. They mentioned in the report that they had strong performance in quarter one in this um, segment of the business of Glambia Performance Nutrition. They said they saw a significant improvement in food drug mass convenience channel and also online, but that 
was offset by some softness or weakness in the specialty channel. They did mention that overall sales did slow down at the end of the uh, quarter, um, mostly around COVID-19 and some of the restrictions, stay-at-home orders that caused gyms to close. And they're mentioning that BSN and Isopure was uh, more impacted by that than optimal nutrition that is very much protein heavy, um, also in some more resilient measured channels, ones that um, are larger retail channels. They noted that developments and focus around their online business did help them mitigate some of the challenges that are being caused by COVID-19. Additionally, they mentioned that optimal nutrition has been a leader in the digital channel in the category. They did a ton of really great content creation and things that are keeping people engaged with the brand. Uh, throughout COVID-19, they believe that that one is going to continue to be a star within the uncertain retail environment. Moving into the North American lifestyle business, this is 29% of Glambia Performance Nutrition's uh, total revenue. It's led by SlimFast. That's really the hero brand within this portfolio. And they mentioned that they had continuing strong sales in quarter one because of food drug mass channel and then also online growth. Overall, the consumption of the lifestyle brands were great in the larger retail channels in quarter one, and they saw a benefit from pantry loading, kind of the stockpiling that was happening with uh, some of the more food nutrient dense um, supplements and things that were happening in some of those larger channels. They did see an increase of the SlimFast business and the Think, uh, Think Thin business as well on the protein bar category, kind of along with the trends um, as grocery and, and some of those retail channels are happening right now, you did see that um, really stop in kind of the end of March. And you're seeing like a deceleration of a lot of that spike of growth that's happening now, where it's kind of leveling off and, and being a little bit uh, still above year over year comparative numbers from just a total uh, categorical side of things. But but it's much different than what you're seeing before. They did highlight that Amazing Grass um, was doing well during the quarter and, and some of the general health and wellness products that they have were really aligning with what was happening with COVID-19. They also believe that this specific segment of Glambie Performance Nutrition will be positioned pretty strong for uh, the post-COVID-19 era where the predicted behavior of consumers will move towards a more health and wellness positioned lifestyle. The other segment with international, which is about 32% of total Glambia performance nutrition based on 2019 numbers. And that's me combining both the kind of the e-com side of it, that body and fit number that's on the international side and just the international business that's overall. They were mentioning that they kind of got off to a pretty good start in quarter one, but March significantly slowed things down as restrictions affected all the markets at different times in different ways. So a lot of third-party distributors that were kind of putting things on hold and really trying to understand what was happening in their market before they did uh, continue their purchasing and sales. So any markets that are really focused on in-store sales and also uh, third-party distributors to deal with that, um, those markets are getting affected much more than some of the uh, ones that are very much leaning on the digital side. So they did mention positively around the body and fit website sales overall. They said those did pretty well um, throughout quarter one. They said there was some pricing pressure from competition, but the team continues to grow that platform into new markets. I think they mentioned about six new markets within that quarter, and they'd have a new headquarters in Amsterdam. Just to leave this video here, like what do I think 
um, the position of, of Glambia Performance Nutrition specifically, um, how strong do I think they are within this COVID-19 uncertain environment, the kind of the great lockdown? I think because of their balance sheet, they have the luxury of staying the course with some of the restructuring things they're doing. They don't need to drastically make um, some crazy moves just because they need to liquidate or they need to create cash in the short term. They can kind of continue to look at their business, um, move things around strategically for the long term. So that's extreme benefit for Glamby Performance Nutrition because they want to build a stronger Glamby Performance Nutrition after COVID-19. This should be something where they can take a few steps back and ultimately make uh, their business stronger. I, I think COVID-19 overall has made a lot of businesses that sell consumer packaged goods or fast moving consumer goods, make them really look at how much they've invested in their e-commerce um, capabilities, be that the infrastructure, be that the staffing, be that just the focus overall. Um, this has really kind of made people take a look at, are they investing enough? And I think this is going to give uh, Glambia Performance Nutrition, just Glambia overall, the kick in the butt that they need to really over-invest. I, I would say comparable to some of the more hyper-growth, uh, newer brands in the sports nutrition and kind of lifestyle categories, they're not uh, industry leaders if you're just considering an e-commerce perspective. I know that if you're looking just on a revenue base, Optimum Nutrition does sell probably more than anybody from a digital sense. But if you take that as a percentage of their business and a growth percentage, probably doesn't stand up to a lot of the hyper growth sports nutrition brands that they compete with on a day-to-day -day basis. So my hope is that this provides kind of a little bit of more of a wake up call for them to overinvest in e-commerce and digital capabilities in the future, which was a part of their restructuring program. But I think that this really gives them more of a stronger spotlight to it. And Glambia did mention one of the ways they see them growing their portfolio over time is through mergers and acquisitions. They are saying that over the next probably three to six months, they are going to put that on hold. Uh, this is what you're seeing, I think, across the market uh, for strategics or private equity um, venture capitalists. They're going to be really kind of in a wait and see moment, see where the hurt happens and where the opportunities come out at this. They, they don't need to work around speed. I don't think at this point speed really benefits you because of the uncertainty. I think you need to see at least uh, this great lockdown move into more like a basic recessionary period that I think you can model out. I think then Glambia looks at the market, sees a few names they like, puts in some offers that work well for them. And I think you're definitely before probably the end of 2020, maybe early 2021, see Glambia make another large acquisition. Now, if you guys have questions about Glambia, Glambia Performance Nutrition, anything around that, comments, questions, uh, please leave those down in this video, or you can reach out to me on any of my social media.